Hey listeners, this is Heather. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd like to thank both of our sponsors for helping us make this show possible. We believe in both of these people and both of the products that they represent. The first is Josiah Candler. He is a distributor with Young Living Essential Oils. Heidi and I use essential oils with our family and we love it. Stay tuned later and follow us on Instagram because we have a fun giveaway from Josiah that we know you're going to love. Also, we'd like to thank Lauren Anderson Photography. Lauren is an amazing, gifted photographer right here in central Illinois. If you're looking for someone to take your wedding photos or maybe your family photos, check her out at laurenandersonphotography.com. Welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. My name is Heidi Bolt. I get this great opportunity and this fun adventure of podcasting with my best friend, Heather Taves, who also happens to be my sister. Hi, Heather. Hello. We've been doing life together for a long time now. I know. How old are you? 35. So 35 years. 35 years. Um, In fact, we were at mom and dad's pool the other day and your daughter was toting my daughter on her hip Uh and somebody, one of the siblings made a comment about there's little Heather who's been toting babies since she was tiny Yeah, because you just were four years old and thought you were my mama. Yeah, I kind of was for a little while. Yeah. But we've done so much together. We've shared a room. So much. We've just gone through marriage together yeah. and babies together and yeah. all sorts of things. So yeah. It's and a joy. Not all easy things. Loss no. and heartache. and No. People, and people don't know this, but we've actually had a small, short season of our life where we didn't get along very well. It was very short. Very short. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like the way we do things, mm-hmm. like drastic. Mm-hmm. It was not, it wasn't fun. We could tell that story sometime. Sometime. Maybe a different time. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, Heather. Um, Okay, so sometimes if you're new to the H&H Hour and you're not familiar with our format, um, sometimes Heather and I have conversations and we call those chats. And we talk about so many different topics and things. And we love hearing feedback from our listeners. Um, we love it when our listeners ask us to have specific conversation mm-hmm. on, on yes. chats. Yes. So if you are a listener and you have been dying to hear us talk about something mm-hmm. or you've got questions, mm-hmm. shoot those our way. Yeah. And we'll we'll chat about them. Yeah, because we run out of ideas, believe it or not. I mean, I know some people think we just could talk all day long and never <laughs> shut up. Our but husbands. it's not true. <laughs> The other day we sat down to have a chat, Heidi, and we looked at each other and we literally could not think of one thing to say. We had nothing, which we had just podcasted someone else and we were a little bit like emotionally fried. Yeah, but we had childcare, we had a quiet office, and we just looked at each other and went, nope. Yeah. Not coming out. It's not happening. Yeah. And then sometimes we Mm -hmm. invite these awesome guests onto Mm -hmm. the show and we give them a platform to tell their story. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's so cool to see how God writes these stories. Especially when they bring you coffee. Uh, yeah. So our guest today just showed up with Starbucks for us. She obviously knows our love language. She does. She does. So we're so excited to welcome to the podcast, Kelsey Maloof. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, ladies. Thank you. Okay. So first of all, have you ever heard the H&H Hour? Yes, multiple times. Okay. Usually when I'm ironing. I will say, yeah, that is like my, you know, hour. It takes me about an hour to iron. Okay, no, wait a minute. Talk to me about this because I I, I iron like maybe once a month, like one thing. Everyone says that. I don't know how you do it. I I have multiple things a week to iron. So do you hire for, or I'm sorry, do you iron for your hubby or does he do his own? No, like both. You know, if he needs something for that specific day and I haven't ironed it yet, he knows how. Does he dress up for work? Does he wear? Yeah, okay. Very business okay you know, business he'll okay. wear jeans but like a nice shirt with it and um but you have to understand too like I love ironing you do like it's probably a problem <laughs> this is extraordinary about it's you taking something super wrinkly <laughs> <laughs> there's a sermon in here somewhere there is. <laughs> and then you just like you just iron it and then it's amazing and it's like therapeutic for me and so I'll listen to podcasts or I'll have yeah I get it me time when I'm ironing. okay so do you hire so out for ironing when I worked full-time I did really I did yeah okay because no, it like, takes time like you sent it somewhere oh, else I, I did yeah like we did dry oh no I, I meant like could I could I see my she wants to know if you will do her ironing I'm joking I should I'm okay, joking so I'm looking at ways to make money as a stay-at-home mom you ironing. totally this is what should. I should do right <laughs> Because you can do it with your kids just Maybe hanging out Maybe part there. of it, too, is, like, 
I love serving my family in that way. Maybe not other families. I don't know. Oh my goodness. So I could kind of relate to that because I've always wanted to drive a Zamboni because I feel like, like the whole wrinkle thing, you know, you look at my husband, my son plays hockey. So this is why it's ice related. This isn't completely random. It's not just like, (laughs) Oh, I think I should drive a Zamboni, but you know, the, the rough broken ice and Mm -hmm. then you drive the Zamboni over it and it's smooth. And I just think, man, that looks like, really therapeutic to mm-hmm. me. I've that's never done it, but I want to someday. So that's when I will listen to the podcast often is when I'm ironing. I love it. Okay. So We've heard laundry a lot, but I don't know. I think you might be our first ironing person. That is so funny. Maybe yeah. it's becoming a lost art ironing. Well, our grandma would be appalled yeah. to hear me say that I don't iron. Yeah. Can you imagine? She, so what do you do? Just wear wrinkly clothes? Oh, yeah, girl. I don't we just wash them wrinkled. Do dry them or... <laughs> When people say this, I'm like, how do you not iron? No. I, okay, so to clarify, we do iron in my family. It's just my husband does a fair amount of his own ironing Okay. for if he's going to wear a dress shirt. He used to have a job where he had to wear dress shirts every single day, yes. and then I did more of his ironing. Then we went through a phase where we hired it out, which was glorious, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't have to wear it ironable shirts near as often yeah so every now and then he'll just pop it up and you know do it that morning or what have you but like I'll do one shirt at a time or my husband wears like polo shirts that don't need ironed that much if I hang them right up you know it's that material that dries without wrinkles so I I mean I no, I'm not gonna throw on a wrinkled shirt and wear it around (laughs) town but hilarious oh the things that come out of a podcast so (laughs) funny that's so good clearly this wasn't planned but okay so Kelsey first of all um, can we just go back a little bit to how we know you? Because mm-hmm. I was trying to remember this and I cannot remember. I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. But I don't know how. I don't either. Well, I was going to say that too. I literally feel like I'm sitting down with like two celebrities right now. Oh, You my have word. to understand like my <laughs> view of you ladies because we've probably, I was trying to think of this too, at least like six years. Okay. I would say um, just through circles of friends. Okay. So you guys have either like heavily invested into my friends who okay. then I get together with and they're like, well, Heidi was telling me this or things like that. Okay. Mm, okay. Or through ministry. We okay. attended the same church mm-hmm. for a little while. Yeah, I thought that. Okay. Yeah. That was probably where you got to know me. Okay. Where you would maybe so know me. So mutual friends. And- yeah. Ministry. Mm-hmm. And then just social media is yeah. really what I would say. Okay. And I'm like a little younger. <laughs> you know, I'm 25 and oh. in seasons that you've already been through. Wow. Yeah. But I feel so similar to like mm-hmm. personalities mm-hmm. and callings and ministry mindset and yeah. things like that mm-hmm. that I've just always admired you guys. Mm-hmm. And this podcast that you've created is like the perfect way to feel like I get to know you guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I literally think all the time, like if I could just like do a day in their life and see oh. how they do all of those things and oh girl you can yeah you can <laughs> you would be so not impressed hear what comes mm-hmm. out in those parenting <laughs> moments and things like that like this podcast is a window to that mm-hmm. I think of I love your guys's chats and I love when you just share what comes out of your heart and out of your minds mm-hmm. and so yeah but just like that's the level of admiration that I have for oh, you guys nice. and for the way that the Lord has gifted you and the way that you're walking in obedience to that. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I strive in my own life. And maybe 15 years from now, I'll be running a podcast, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that, that are just like, yeah, I see a lot of the similar personality Mm -hmm. traits that Mm -hmm. I look up to and admire in women ahead of me. Mm -hmm. That's so neat. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It really does mean a lot. You might think that women ahead of you don't need that encouragement, Mm -hmm. but just hearing you having picked up Mm -hmm. on that, um, the obedience factor, that faithfulness mm-hmm. factor, that means the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks it's for really saying that. that. Yeah. Okay. So now that we remember how we know you, um, that shows that we have mommy brain sometime. Mm-hmm. You know, we I tease people that when you deliver babies, part of your brain falls out too, and you just can't remember the mm-hmm. same anymore. So um, that's good, Heather, that you reminded us. So for our listeners, um, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, sure. So I maybe already mentioned this. I'm 25 Mm -hmm. and my husband and I have been married for four years. So before that though, I am the youngest of five kids. Yes. Which I love. Yeah. And so now, um, all of us are married and all of us have multiple kids. So just in my immediately, 
immediate family, there's 29 of us. I love that. Yeah. We can relate to that. I know. And and I love it. I mean, I will maybe fight you for the title of like, I have the best family ever. And I, same thing. Now I'm the youngest. And so I feel like I get even like five times the blessing, four times Mm -hmm. the blessing because my oldest brother is 12 years older than me. So right. He and he and his wife just celebrated their 15th wedding anniversary. And one of my sister-in-laws has been around since I was like eight. Hmm. And so I have had this blessing of like watching people go through life ahead of me. Hmm. And now that we're all a little bit in the same season, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all adults that have careers and husbands or families Hmm. and, you know, things like that. I'm just like so, so thankful. Every Mm -hmm. year, every new life experience that I go through, I'm so thankful for my family and for the way that my parents have raised us, the way Mm -hmm. that they continue to raise us or parent us even Mm -hmm. in adulthood. And yeah. And so I love my family. I loved Mm -hmm. being a part of a big family. Mm -hmm. And now I get the awesome privilege of having a family of my own. Mm -hmm. So I met my husband, yeah, like four or five years ago. We've been married. We just celebrated our fourth wedding anniversary. Congrats. That's oh, awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, honestly, I feel like we are just starting. Yeah. And that's really exciting. I pray, pray, pray that the Lord gives us many more years mm-hmm. together because yeah. when I look at my husband now, I just think, God, you are so good in giving me like the best teammate. Mm-hmm. We recently went on a mission trip to Kenya. Yes. So it's our first time traveling together overseas doing, you know, we've done ministry things here together, but mm-hmm. our first real like international thing together. I had done it previously and then we kind of got married, had, you know, got pregnant three months after we got married, just kind of in the throes of life and yeah. career, things like that. Yeah. So this is our first opportunity to go together and throughout the planning and prep for it and then especially while we were in country I was just overwhelmed with like we are united when we're doing ministry together Hmm. and his weaknesses are my strengths Mm -hmm. and my weaknesses are his strengths did I say that right do not make it seem like I have all the strengths (laughs) okay (laughs) you're good you're good (laughs) um and just how that's hard, yeah. like the hardest thing about marriage, mm-hmm. but when you're doing it in unity with how Christ has called you mm-hmm. and walking that out, which is what we were both doing mm-hmm. on this trip and, and throughout that process of like, he was running in his lane and I was running in my lane and we were like doing it together, but it looked different. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was just like, holy cow. He's the best thing I could ever ask for as, like, a partner and teammate in this yeah. life. And so that's my husband. Apart from just being good for me, he is, like, the best man mm-hmm. you'll ever meet. So we just celebrated our anniversary, and he did this really sweet thing on our date night for our anniversary. And one of my friends messaged me and was like, Nick Maloof making men look bad since 2014 <laughs> which is when we got married. And I was like, it's so true. Like, oh. he is just such a sweetheart, really kind, and... Mm. Super blessed to have him. And then we also have two amazing kids. Uh, my oldest, Mila, she's a girl. She is three. <laughs> and then 20 months after that, we had our next. And he's a boy maverick. He's just about a year and a half now. So, so fun. So yeah. you have your hands full. Yes and no. Honestly, I feel the most hand tied, whatever, when my babies are infants. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like in my jam. They are easy to me. I think I think that often. I just think I've got it good right now. Yeah. They're busy, yes, but it's what I enjoy. Yeah. So and good. so they're really fun ages. And are you home with them? I am, yes. That's awesome. I worked full time for two years and then just I mean it's been like nine months now. I can't say just recently. It's been a while now. End of last year I quit to just be home with the kids. I love Heidi, how her face just lit She's up glowing when she started talking about her husband and her kids. I yeah. mean, Kelsey, you went from like talking normal to your face just, just lighting Beaming. up, yeah. which is so cool to see mm-hmm. God has you right where he wants you yep. and in this yeah. beautiful season um, of what you love, you know, what you're called to. So because you listen, you know, these questions are coming. What about yourself feels ordinary? I have a question about that. How do you define ordinary? Hmm. Like what, I know this is like the basis for your podcast. So like what, what made you do that? What do you think is ordinary? That's a great question. I think that so often people look for 
titles before they feel like they're successful. And so we wanted to kind of start to unpack ordinary life in its beauty and in the fact that when we view our ordinary life, some people might call it mundane or routine, um, when we view it through that lens of how God sees us Mm -hmm. and that it's a heart thing, um, it becomes so extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So for you, if it's you're ironing those clothes, and that's pretty ordinary, isn't it? Um, but you're choosing to see it through this extraordinary opportunity to show your family that you love them, mm-hmm. to invest in your own soul, to see that, okay, you're listening to a podcast or a preaching sermon or worship music, and your kiddos are running around playing. You know, that's you taking something so ordinary that could you could have a very negative attitude about it, but you've chosen to make it something that, yeah, it's ordinary. It's an ordinary act, but you've seen it through that lens of extraordinary. So... Yeah. So what's something about your life that would, someone would look in and not go, wow, this is so incredible that she gets to iron her laundry. Or maybe not even someone else, but you, you look at, because yeah. I think a lot of times other people see our, or the things that we view as ordinary in our life. And they think, wow, if I could only have that, but because we've just viewed it as ordinary as something that doesn't stand out to anyone, we're losing out. Yeah. So it's more about our perspective instead of other people's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And Why I asked was because for whatever reason, when I thought of the word ordinary, I immediately went like really negative Mm -hmm. and immediately went to like, what is it about myself that I don't like? Mm -hmm. Or what is it that I feel a lot of like shame toward or, or am not satisfied in? Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, hold up. (laughs) Like immediate, that's an arrow from Satan, a Mm -hmm. lie. That's Mm -hmm. not at all the truth. I don't even think that's what ordinary really means. Mm -hmm. Right. So what do I do? This is what I do. If I feel like lies coming toward it's like, well, I'm going to stop that with truth. That's right. So I as simply as like looked up the definition of what ordinary is and you're right. So it can mean like not special. Mm Yep. You know, it has like no distinctive features Mm -hmm. and I don't really like that (laughs) definition to be honest. I don't ever want to call anything ordinary if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it can also just mean like, what's your routine or your day to day or your, you know, everyday things that if someone looked at me and was like, oh, Kelsey went grocery shopping on Monday. Yeah. That's pretty typical. Right. It's like what she does. Right. So I'll answer that for like our own lives. Um, I stay at home with the kids. We, I grocery shop, I clean, I cook, you know, those are pretty everyday ordinary things, but like... It's also pretty ordinary for my husband and I to travel to Africa. Yeah. Right? And, like, it's also pretty ordinary that even when we're grocery shopping, the kids and I are, like, belting out the greatest showman soundtrack (laughs) in the middle of the aisle as I'm, like, throwing the bread in and my daughter is twirling around in circles. So it's hard for me to answer because I thrive on extraordinary, if you will, or I thrive on like excitement and adventure. Mm -hmm. And I told my husband this before we got married because I said, heads up. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for this wife, who's just going to sit at home and (laughs) I don't know, be meek and quiet, dotingly be like, husband, (laughs) like what this picture is like, you're just, that's not it. Like, that's not me. I will drive myself crazy. Yeah. And so I'm home now with Mm -hmm. my kids and I think our lives are pretty exciting still. I love that. Well, and I would say that the sort of secondary tagline, if you will, we don't say it as much, but it's that the littlest things are actually the biggest things. Yeah. And I think that sort of where the whole this whole thought stemmed from is that we as a society have gotten so caught up in these big, quote unquote, big things. Mm-hmm. And we think that is what equals success. And mm-hmm. we've missed out on the fact that it really is the little, small, simple, mundane task, routine things in our lives that add up mm-hmm. to, you know, a, a child that you're raising, becoming an adult that can function in society and make a difference, yes. you know, all those little things that you do. And so is that whole idea mm-hmm. of getting people to understand that the little things in their lives are even more important than mm-hmm. maybe one big platform that you're given or one big opportunity that you're given. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's good. Okay. So right along with that, what's something that's extraordinary? Yeah. yeah, We have fun things that happen all the time, but I, as I thought about this, I really can think of one instance, for example, that I feel like was the most extraordinary thing that ever happened to me that as a result, I've had a lot of extraordinary things still. And that was encountering the love of God. Mm -hmm. So I heard a worship leader once say, 
when you encounter the love of God, you'll never be the same. And then just recently I was listening to this sermon and this guy gave this awesome example. So I'm just going to give it, I, I can't quote him, sorry. But basically he was saying, if um, I were to tell you that I was like driving here to record this podcast and I got a flat tire. So in the middle of the interstate, I got out to change this flat tire and all of a sudden the lug nut, whatever, I don't know, is that what's on a tire? I don't know. Also, I'm changing a tire on the side of the highway. No way. But just go with it. That's when you're like, Nick. So, yeah. So I run out to the middle of the interstate and grab it, get hit by a semi. It's going 75 miles an hour down the road. And then he realizes he hit something, so he backs up and runs over me again because he tried to figure out what he was hitting. So I've gotten hit by a semi twice now, right? Mm. I finish um, – putting my tire on, I drive here, and I come here. My hair is still, like, perfectly curled. It's not curled today, which, by the way, I was thinking, no one can see me, so I could have showed up in my sweats. You and could no have, and know. you look darling. Yeah, I, yeah, I put earrings in, so. <laughs> so you're basically fully dressed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, my hair is perfect, my clothes are perfect, and I tell you, girls, you would never guess what happened to me. And I tell you the story, and you're like, you're right. I would never guess that happened to you. Like, the, something of that magnitude could not have happened to you, and you look. Mm-hmm the way that you do now. Like, you mm-hmm. couldn't look the same that you did before that happened to you. Yeah. And he was describing that as the love of God. Mm-hmm. When you encounter a force of that magnitude, mm-hmm. you cannot walk away from it and not change. Mm-hmm. Your heart should look different. Yeah. And I can think of one very specific time where, it, I don't know if it was the first time, but mm-hmm. at least a time that I can think of where I encountered that love in a way that it was, I'm a sinner, broken, and I need something to save me. Mm -hmm. And it was his love that died on the cross that saved me. Mm -hmm. And then even since then, though, I've seen his love in different ways. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is very extraordinary. Mm -hmm. It it can't be, it can't be little. Mm -hmm. It's just not, it it changes you. It it maybe isn't that salvation all over again, but it's that changing that, like, I'm not going to look at my kids the same. Like I have now seen the love of Christ through something they did or something they said, or even just their being, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that Christ has given us these gifts and that's extraordinary to me. And so to me, it's like the most extraordinary thing that I could give anyone Mm -hmm. the love of Christ in me, but also showing them that this is what makes me extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kelsey. I feel like I have this big sister heart bursting over you right now mm-hmm. because I am so happy to hear you say that mm-hmm. because I feel like, and I think I can speak for both of mm-hmm. us, Heather and I tease that we've got this own little cloud that we, our thoughts come from the same cloud. Um, we say things like that all of the time on this podcast about like, like you've got to experience God. You've got to be in his word because we've both experienced that force of mm-hmm. God's love coming over us. And once you've experienced it, you don't ever want to not experience it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the way to do that is to be in his word mm-hmm. and to start to know his thoughts and to start to know his heart. And so hearing you, you're 25 years old, yeah, already getting that, you are so far ahead of the game already. You're mm-hmm. so far ahead in life of understanding the greatest purpose of life. And that's to know God. It's funny you say that because I was saying this with marriage too. Like Nick and I have been married for years and I'm like, we're like this blip on the great, you know, say we're married for 50 years or something like four years and it's already so good. And look at how much we've learned and things like that. I think that same thing about my own life. Like it's, it's almost like the older I get, the more I'm like, holy cow, there's so much left for me to learn. And so thank you for saying that. But I would say I like, don't feel that way. I feel Mm -hmm. very um, baby mature Mm. in those things. And it's exciting. It's not a bad thing. It's not like I feel bad about that. It's more like you're eager, eager. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good word. Heidi, I love, um, just to, it's sort of along the same lines, but, um, my husband was preaching yesterday at our church and he was talking about this whole idea of experiencing God. And, um, so if you go back and you look at the original text of in the beginning, when it says that Adam New many translations say Adam knew Eve. Now we all know what that means, <laughs> yeah, right. But the the word there is yada, mm-hmm. and it's the same word that's used later on, even in the Greek text in the New Testament. And I I can't remember it, so I'm not even going to say it because I'll I'll mess it up. Um, but it's it's translated different because it's in Greek. Yeah. But it's the same word that's used in how we 
experience God. Yeah. They mean the same thing. Yeah. So we all know what Adam knew me. Eve yeah. meant. It's very yeah. intimate. It's yeah. an experience. It's not, you know, Chris said, like, it's, he didn't fist bump her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he experienced her. Yeah. And that is what our relationship with the Lord, and that's what I thought of when you said that, Kelsey, is like this experiencing God, not just this checklist, not just this, yeah, God saved me. Okay. Um, you know, fire safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but this experience every single day with the living God who created us, who created the world, who loves us, who pursues us, who chases after us. That's what I hear coming from you. Yes. That it's not just, um, it's not just salvation for you. It's, it's daily. It's experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Heidi, you kind of alluded to this, but It is taking a lot of work. Yes. So this has probably been like a year of something igniting within Mm -hmm. me and slowly happening and also, you know, me putting in the work toward it. And so I still kind of struggle with like, well, then what do you say to someone else who wants to experience that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was the Lord. Yeah. It was my disobedience, in fact, a little bit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord continuing to stir something up. And so I I still don't have like a good answer for that Mm -hmm. other than I can show you what I'm doing now Mm -hmm. and kind of maybe what I would call the Lord blessing that. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what I'm doing day to day, it's small. Mm -hmm. So what what does that look like? Yeah. So you want me to talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go for it. (laughs) Um, about a year ago, I listened to this podcast about studying the word. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I've been in the church my entire life, multiple times a week. My family has been involved in the church. I've always loved the word and loved church. I've, I've never had like a bad connotation with church, but for whatever reason, I didn't understand that like, this is the word of God mm-hmm. and following Christ, you have to know who Christ is. Yes. Following God, you have to know who God is. If you, if you want some God to do something in your life, it, it's more than just make me this way. It's like, God, you're this way. Mm-hmm. So that's how I can do this, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm butchering it. But um, she kind of talked about like, how do you study the Bible? And she gave all these different approaches to studying. One was like the Xanax approach. Mm-hmm. So I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read Psalm 130. Because God knows me. Mm-hmm. And that immediately makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And now I'm beautiful in God's eyes yeah. and my day goes on. Yeah. And that was just like, yes, absolutely. Which sort of makes it about you. But right? still makes it about you <laughs> yeah. and your feelings. Yeah. And your feelings feeling better. Because then if you ever read something in the Bible and you don't feel better about it, mm-hmm. you're like, I didn't get anything out mm-hmm. of that. Wow. Yeah. So that was one approach. I was like, Oh, that's me. <laughs> Convicting, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another one. And she gave a bunch of, like, another one was, like, um, spirit, speak to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just open up your Bible yeah. and you Random. put your finger on a page and you're just, like, therefore says to the house of Israel. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just, like, okay, Lord, this is what you had to say to me today and mm. thank you. And yeah. then you move on. And so that was like another approach. I was like, yep, like mm-hmm. been there, done that. Yeah. And she kind of just talked about how we view the Bible as a book about us. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Yeah. It's a book about God. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of started in me this whole like awakening, eyes opening to what the word is and mm-hmm. how to study it and and making it a book about God instead of about me. And so, like I said, that was like a year ago and I'm a year into it still being like, I'm still just even learning how to, what words to circle or what to, to do. And then I got two kids Mm -hmm. and I do not have the energy or the time. Like that's a real excuse. If you call it well, to Mm -hmm. sit down for 45 minutes a day and do this like inductive Thing. Yeah, because you're filling that. sippy cups and changing diapers and yeah, or make that life. even like an attainable goal. <laughs> yeah, you know, you talk about you make a goal that's so good. Yeah, yes, make spiritual goals. Yeah, they have to be measurable. Yeah. and attainable. Yeah, and that's one reason why we don't um, meet our goals is because we don't make them well. Yeah. we don't make them measurable or attainable. Right. And so, um, this uh, the same woman talked about um, growing in knowledge of God even in these young years of being a mom. And she just said, um, you know, there's knowledge and there's interpretation and application, right? So read Mm -hmm. in these years, read for knowledge. And if that's all you're reading for, read, 
It's still not an excuse to say, I'm not getting anything out of this. My mm-hmm. life hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i still feeling depleted or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. That's not an excuse to say, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was really convicting to me because mm-hmm. I'm very much of a, like, I do it, I want to do it well. Yeah. And I want to get, like, down into those roots and dig them out. See and, the success. Yeah, yeah. And see the fruit from it. Yeah. And so when I wasn't getting that time with the Lord, I was thinking, this just isn't even good. It's not good for me. It's not good for him. It's not a good sacrifice for him, things like that. And so that really shifted my perspective of, Lord, 10 minutes I read, that is my sacrifice to you today. Yeah. Can you multiply it? Yeah. And can you bless it? And well, he has. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So, but I tried. Yeah. That's why I never, I had never tried that before. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. And I can, I guess, go into like, more details later of exactly what I'm doing, but that's the big picture behind it of this knowledge growing in this knowledge. And then what she was saying is 10 years from now, 15 years from now, whenever it is that I do have the time to inductively study, I'm going to get that interpretation Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to get that application. Mm -hmm. And I think of that even with parenting, right? Mm -hmm. So my baby, my son, he is my son. (laughs) Um, He's all boy and has heard the word no since he was like two months old because he started exercising his will when he was two months old, you know, like that's just my son. And so, right. We tell them no Mm -hmm. and we tell them don't do that or we correct them and they don't get it. Mm -hmm. They, especially six months, nine months old, they're they're not getting that. Right. Really. You have Mm -hmm. to just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of, you know, mom friends or whatever that they're like, Oh, they don't understand that yet. I'm going to wait until they're three. Because when they're three, my three-year-old now, she gets it mm-hmm. when I say those things. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait until then yeah. to start telling them that stuff. But if you wait until they're three, they're not even going to have the knowledge that I shouldn't go up and knock someone's coffee over. You know, right. you've never told them that before. They don't so know how good. to interpret or apply that. And I just think that same thing with us. Like, I, I just need to fill myself with this knowledge and then when I'm older or more mature or even just when the timing's right, it's going to click. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. see that click in your kids and you see them get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like my teacher coming out too when you're explaining this concept to a kid and they just get it. You're yeah. like, yes, the light bulb. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for that. Like yeah. I still don't have that yet, yeah. but this is the season that I'm in of just the gaining knowledge. That is so beautiful. I think what you said is so important. Mm -hmm. And I just keep thinking faithfulness. You know, it's Mm -hmm. being faithful even when you don't see a ton of fruit, even when you feel like, man, I'm just spinning the wheels. But you're being obedient and you're being faithful. And in a a culture where we want instant gratification, we want to achieve that thing right now or we want to, you know, we look at maybe what our parents have or what somebody who's ahead of us have. And we yeah. think, well, why can't I have that? Why can't I drive that car? Why can't I have that house? Why can't I do this or go on these trips? And we want it right now, but we forget about the sacrifice, the work, the the years where they didn't have these things mm-hmm. either. And so, you know, this is so true of our spiritual life too. It's that sowing the seeds when we can't even see the harvest that, yeah. you know, the, the fruit that's going to come up in that field, because it will come up, mm-hmm. yeah. it will come up, that's right. but it might mean that there's, you know, there's a lot of rain that has to happen. There's sunshine that has to come out. There's, you know, fertilizer that has to be put on, you know, unless it's organic and then, you know, yeah. whatever like, <laughs> organic pull, fertilizer, pull in the weeds, <laughs> pull in the weeds, yeah. all those things that before the fruit comes up, I think yeah. that's such a good encouragement for, especially for people in, in your age, in your season of life where it is, it does feel a little bit overwhelming. Like, well, I just, I don't have a lot of time, Yeah. but, and I want, I want to see the fruit, but I'm just going to be faithful. Yes. Well, and I love that. Um, I mean, let's be real. So I have three little ones, almost seven and under. And so typically my time with Jesus is with little ones all around Yes. and asking questions and climbing up and wanting to read a book mid my time with Jesus and, um, you know, coffee getting spilled or Cheerios falling all over the floor. I mean, it's, it's real life. And so just trusting that, I mean, God knows this season of, I'm, of life I'm in and he doesn't hold it against me that I don't have 45 minutes or four hours to really dig into his word. A friend of mine at church yesterday was sharing some encouragement that her mom had shared with her. Now her mom is much older and retired. And she said, you know, she can sit on her porch for four hours and study God's word. And so she called her up and said, you know, 
I'm going to share this knowledge with yes. you. And if you want to apply it, great. And she basically was like, I absolutely do. Cause I'm in a totally different season of life where I can't spend that kind of quality time. And so I think just knowing that God really can multiply what we're giving him Mm -hmm. and what the time we get to sit down and truly open his word and focus or pray. Um, and he doesn't hold it against us that like, man, I just, I really wanted you to run a marathon and you only ran a sprint. So it doesn't count. Um, so I think it's so good that you're saying that to know, I mean, whatever season you're in, find a way to spend time with Jesus. Yeah. I was thinking about this this morning. It's just on my heart, this quote of, um, children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important yeah. work. And it's something, a mindset that I've had to train myself in, which sounds weird because I would have thought it would have come naturally for me since coming home with my kids. When I worked, like, yes, I was working a very full-time job that was busy, but like, that was my me time. Yeah. I had a lot of independent time. If I wanted to leave to go get lunch, I could. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to think about the responsibilities of home. I had a great caregiver who was doing that. So then when I came home and I was wanting to do different things or get involved with different things, it was like, my kids are really in the way of that. Mm. And yet I was so confident that this was where the Lord had me. And so I had to immediately train my mind to say, my children are not a hassle. Mm -hmm. My children are not getting in the way of anything. They are the most important work. Um, so I'm going to make it work with them. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm volunteering or doing different things, hey, can my kids come with? Yeah. Or, so this is the other thing. That doesn't mean then I'm a stay-at-home mom and all I do is be with my kids and they are my mission field. So right. yeah. I'm giving 100% to them. Like, yeah. okay. I don't think that's bad. It's not like sinful, mm-hmm. but that's not me. And that's yeah. not what God's called me yep. to. There's more to you than just that. Yeah. yeah. And I had such a great example of a mom who did that of like, I don't remember often like getting dropped off at the sitter's house so that my mom could go do something. Mm -hmm. Not even like for herself, like go get a pedicure. It wasn't that. It was like if my mom had to go into work or was doing a Bible study, we came with Mm -hmm. and we learned how to do that appropriately. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I could sit down with a group of adults and know how to I don't know. She would maybe tell a different story of what I did in that time. But I just had a really good example of a mom who like, sure, if you get me, you get my family. Uh Yeah. And that's not going to get in the way of me doing other things as long as it doesn't get in your way, you know, and training her family to be that way. So I'm really passionate about that, even with our own family that like, you're right. I don't have the time to do that because I'm home with my kids. Mm-hmm. But if I could bring them with, or if we could change that a little bit to make it work mm-hmm. yeah. so that I can be a part of it in some way while still having my kids, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. I think so often too, we put um, spending time with God in such a small, tiny little box where mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, God talks so much about rest in the Bible and sometimes spending time with him means going and taking a nap. Mm-hmm. And your heart condition, your heart being turned towards him and tuned into him to know that your rest is worship to him because you're going to get up and then have the energy to serve people, to serve mm-hmm. your family, to be mm-hmm. a witness, to declare him to whoever you're around, you know, love yeah. God, love people. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't, it, it's, they're right there side by side. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, we tend to sometimes box what that looks like, box it in too much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's. It's for every different season, you know, we as moms don't have four hours to spend on the porch digging into our Bible, but we do have, we do have all these moments in front of our children where we're getting to worship. And God speaks to us when we're swinging our child on the swing. Yeah. You know, and so I think just seeing that it's not, it doesn't have to be stringent and um, legalistic of this is how it looks. And if it doesn't look this way, it doesn't count. Yep. Um, so at least he speaks to me when I'm pushing my son on the swing. So I always think that about you girls too, like how your pastors at your church or you're still helping with setup Mm -hmm. or cleanup or Mm -hmm. things like that. And your kids are, I don't know actually what you do on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. but the pictures I see, Mm -hmm. your kids are there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. And they're helping you put the chairs down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a way of saying, you know, cause I, as I worked in ministry, heard this a lot, which like I get. I'm busy. Yeah. It's a lot to serve on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's a it's a sacrifice. It is, and it's yeah. a time commitment and things like that. But my husband and I, we serve in my child's room. Yeah. 
right? And so we we haven't always, but now that she's three, she's moved up into that room, and so we like we get to do that with her, That's right? Yeah. But also among all the other kids right. whose parents are going, you know, things like that. Yeah. That it's just like make it work. Yes. Well, and I love that you see that because that is, I mean, that we believe that that's training our kids. Jesus said, you know, like serve. Even he came not to be served, but to serve. And um, yesterday we were setting up for church because our church rents a facility, a public facility. And so we set up and tear down every week. And I was doing a portion of the church and my niece, who is eight, Heather's daughter, and my daughter, who just turned two, they were there helping me. And we were unpacking the coffee supplies and putting them up. And then I got to this bin where it was the some soaps and some mints and some things that we were going to put in the restrooms just to make it a little more personal. And I handed one set to my niece and one set to my daughter. And I said, okay, go put these in the restroom. And my little two-year-old just took off right after Juliet right. yep. to Love take it. the soap mm-hmm. and the mints to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And... I turned around and there were a couple men standing behind me and they were just grinning Mm -hmm. at those little girls. And I just thought, what a unique picture to see that we all have this incredible place Mm -hmm. in the kingdom of God. But so often we think like, well, when I am older or when I have more knowledge or when I have more success, then I'll start serving and I'll start doing. But for now, you know, I just don't have the space. And I just thought, man, if this eight-year-old and this two-year-old can make a difference in someone's church experience... Who can't, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So good. Yeah. And a busy mom of three. Yeah. You know, I think we often, we were like, well, when this happens, then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Or when, when I get to this stage, then, but there's always going to be something else. When there's, I'm healthy. And that's, yeah. that's what Satan does. Yeah. Is he tries to distract us with things to keep us from our mm-hmm. calling, so from the thing that God has yeah. called us into. Yeah. Heidi, we want to take a quick break and thank our sponsors for today's show. I'm always so excited to be able to talk about people that, especially people that we know who are helping us make this show possible. Yes. So today we want to thank Josiah Candler, and he is a distributor for Young Living Essential Oils. I know so many people use essential oils and love them as daily parts of their life, using them with their kids and for all sorts of really great purposes. Um, But Young Living is really set apart from a lot of other essential oil companies. As world leaders in essential oils, it's the company that created the Seed to Seal Promise, which is unique to young living only. It's a strong promise to ensure the highest quality and purest essential oils possible, so you can receive maximum benefits when using them. Essential oils can be used to support every body system and overall wellness. Young Living also offers a wide variety of household products, skincare, makeup, and health supplements, all 100% natural. And this is so exciting, Heather. Josiah is going to be offering a $25 cashback discount to anyone who purchases their first wellness box if they mention that they heard about him on the H&H Hour. Wow. So that's a really great deal. That is a great deal. Yeah. It's a good way too to get kind of a good start. You know, maybe sometimes using oils can be overwhelming. It can be if you're not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I start? And so this is a great way to get started Mm -hmm. and to start using some natural products in your home instead of using things that have lots of toxins in them. Yes, absolutely. So you can check out Josiah on Instagram. He is simply Josiah Candler. Heidi, we'd also like to thank our dear friend, Lauren Anderson. She is Lauren Anderson Photography, and she is just a doll. We absolutely adore her. She's been a guest on our show, and she has just the most beautiful photography. Just go check out her Instagram. It's Lauren underscore Anderson underscore underscore. Two underscores at the end. (laughs) Um, And she does beautiful wedding portraits. She does family photos. In fact, she's getting ready to do our whole big family that's coming into town. We cannot wait to see them. So she is also a sponsor for today's show and she is awesome. She, she can do anything that you're looking for when it comes to beautiful photography that will last a lifetime. Yeah. And she's a sweetheart. She just has a heart of gold. And so I love promoting her and, um, partnering with her because she is someone that I just love and respect. So it's fun to get to see her business, um, be built through this as well. So thank you so much to our two sponsors for today's show, and we look forward to hearing how they bless your lives. Okay, so let's talk about your your hubby. Let's talk about Nick. Yeah. Because clearly you like this this topic. I do. She's all all giddy. So um, how did you guys meet? Yeah, so we met through mutual friends. 
um, at like a birthday party. It was my birthday party. He came and he'll describe it. So he's from Peoria. It's not like that big city. Yeah. But to him, where I grew up, little small town Eureka. Yeah. He's like country girl meet city boy whatever <laughs> you're like coming to my birthday party thinking all the way out in podunk eureka like oh whatever <laughs> and so we were both born and raised in okay. central illinois and then we met yeah just through mutual friends i was about halfway through college which i can talk about this um my going into my sophomore year i went on my first international mission trip mm-hmm. life changing mm-hmm. you know this was not the instance where i was talking about experiencing God's sacrificial Mm -hmm. love, but it was an experience of Mm -hmm. God's love Mm -hmm. again and changed my life, changed Mm -hmm. the course of my career and what I wanted to do with my life Mm -hmm. and blessing that, you know, like I had changed my major like four times. You have to understand, (laughs) right? I'm an excitable personality, (laughs) a little bit adventurous. Can you imagine raising me? (laughs) My poor parents. And then I come back and I'm like, dad, I'm quitting school and moving to Africa and in all of his loving wisdom. No, you're not. (laughs) You're finishing school, but yes, go to Africa. I mean, blessed Mm. of change your career. We see this too and go after it. And so I was pretty confident um, that I, that's, that was my calling and Mm -hmm. that's what I was going to do. But you have to understand too, I've always wanted to be a mom and I've always wanted to be a wife. And so whatever, this thought wasn't in, in the cards at that point. And so I just kept running with this calling of missions and becoming a teacher and things like that. Um, and then I met this guy who showed up at your birthday party. Usually how it goes, right? (laughs) And which is kind of funny. I dated someone before that awesome guy and it just didn't work because we had two different callings. Yeah. He was called very strongly to like local church ministry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going overseas. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, that's fine. That's not a bad thing. That doesn't work. That's fine. So I'd specifically said, Lord, like you've, either got to build a bridge between this or change something in me that is like, this is what I have for Mm -hmm. you, not this wife, mom, whatever thing. Mm -hmm. So when I met Nick, I said, well, he's, he's it. Mm -hmm. And I specifically remember sitting in my mission pastor's office saying, what do I do? Like, these are two completely different worlds to me. What it like, do I go after this calling or do I go after this calling? Mm. And he just said something along the lines of like, you're not going to make a mistake. Mm. You're not going to mess up God's plan. Like, you're okay. <laughs> you're Sweet little <laughs> 19 year old selfie. Yeah. You're not that powerful. Yeah. He was like, whatever you do, just, if this is a calling, it will not go away. Yeah. If you are called to overseas missions, like it will always tug on your heart, Mm -hmm. but you know, don't have this pressure of like, I'm going to make a mistake by Mm -hmm. a decision that I make. Mm -hmm. And so we got married and, um, very quick, you know, we only dated for, I don't even know, 11 months maybe. And we're engaged and married within a year after that, you know, things like that. And so then we had kids right away too. Mm -hmm. Right. So we just went right into like life and Mm -hmm. I was happy. It's not that it was more so like, Lord, did I miss out on yeah. like, a calling that you had? Like, what is that? Mm. And and this, I don't know if I want to call it unrest because I don't, I know for sure I was not disobedient, mm. but this like, what does that look like? And so now four years really removed from that, I've wrestled with this word of calling. We talk about that a lot, right? Like this word of, what are you called to? What's your (laughs) calling? And it's biblical, right? Like our life verse over our son is whatever passage that talks about, like walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've received. Mm -hmm. Like you need to figure out what that is and what God's gifted you with. But but walking and what does that look like? I've, I've switched it maybe to be like not calling, but... What does it mean to walk in obedience? Mm -hmm. And when I'm walking in obedience, I'm living out that calling. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of callings Mm -hmm. in my life, things that are good. Like, it's not like I'm bouncing around. Like, yes, I was called to missions. Mm -hmm. And yes, I am called to my husband and to serve him and now our family. Mm -hmm. And I was called to children's ministry. I worked there for two years. I was loving it, running in that. And And you were all in. All in. Yeah. Um, And now the Lord has called me to be at home. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to look back and say, Lord, like I really let down everyone at church because Mm -hmm. I'm not walking in that calling anymore. And now I'm in this calling. And that was kind of the, um, 
unsettling thought that I had when I first got married of like, yeah. I had this calling towards missions. Now I have this calling and, and I'm not living both of them out. Yeah. Yeah. So am I, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I've just learned and where I still feel very baby in is you walk in obedience. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that looks different. Mm-hmm. And so my calling is to walk in obedience. Mm-hmm. And in every season, that's looked different. Yes. So right now, my yeah. calling, if you want to call it that, my walking in obedience is being at home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that'll be forever. Yeah. But it is for right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not searching for something different. It's not that. It's just that, like, Lord, what do you have next? Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily, I don't think, have that um mindset or I don't know if it's maturity or just insight. Like it was from, it's from the Lord saying that, that it is, those are all good things. Those were good things. Just my perspective of it Mm. has changed. I love that you are 25 and you get this Mm -hmm. because I can remember um, the same feelings of like, but this is my calling. And then that opportunity didn't present itself. And I felt Mm -hmm. like a failure because I didn't feel like I was living out my calling. And, you know, I think back to my twenties and thirties, I'm almost out of my (laughs) thirties. So, um, I feel like I can say like those two decades, um, and the thing, the theme, because I had a whole bunch of different callings, if you will. The theme was my obedience Yeah, because the, the thing changed, right? But my heart was always obedient to whatever it is that was right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I had to be willing to be okay with the thing changing and God moving me on to the next thing. And it was whatever was right in front of me that I was willing to be obedient in. And I, I just, I love that you're 25 and you recognize that. I think it's, it's so, you're so far ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where it comes from. Like, how do I even know how to be obedient? I'm reading the word. Mm-hmm. Because if I trusted my feelings and my, you know, I even went across the line of like the Holy Spirit guiding me. Yeah. Right. If I only trusted that, I would have quit school and moved to Africa, you know, and that's not to say that wasn't the Holy Spirit guiding. But like, what does the word say about that faithfulness right. and that steadfastness? Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, it's so funny that you would call me that because my parents have known me, right, since birth. And I've got this jump all around, mm-hmm. move on to thing to thing mm-hmm. type personality. I even struggled with like, well, I'd be happy just staying at home and right. being that mom. I told you, I told my husband, that's not going to be me, right? And yeah. so wh- what is that going to look like? And that's been through seasons of growing and learning too. But like, you can't know how to walk in obedience if you don't know what to obey. Yeah. And so you've got to, you've got to look in the word and it shows you. Don't you feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with the willingness to be content, not lazy, but content to go, okay, you're the heavenly father. So, you know, from A to Z, all that you've called me to and the story you're writing. And so if you've got me home with my littles pouring into them and loving them and learning about you, Jesus, I'm going to choose to be content in that. And then if you open another door and all of the things line up and your word backs it up, I walk through that door. Um, it's that contentment, I think. And I, I love that I'm hearing you have this capacity and this willingness to let God move you to, if you will, bounce you around and to not get stuck in that rut of you need to find a job and you need to stick with it for the next two decades. If you're going to be considered successful, you're just like, okay, God, here I am. Uh, this might sound crazy to some people, but sometimes the things of God do look crazy to the mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But there's still a thing of God. Yeah. And I would also add to that is that I, I used to beat myself up for wanting different things, like for God moving me around. Right. Yes. And for going, okay, well, I was a kid's pastor and now I'm this and now I'm in charge of this. And I, and I used to think like, well, I just can't settle. And a God really stripped mm-hmm. that out of me and mm-hmm. said, no, you're a starter. Mm-hmm. You start something, I give you, you're visionary. I give you the vision for something, you get it running, and then you pass it on to someone mm-hmm. who's ready to run in that lane. Mm-hmm. And I, once I realized that God had made me that way, like he didn't make me sporadic just for sporadic sake. He could if you were using it in a sinful way. It could yeah, be. It could, could be yes. a very evil and a very mm-hmm. detrimental thing. But when you trust the Lord too, and when you recognize that mm-hmm. the things that he's put in you, he will use yeah. in you. The other thing I want to say to that is that I think 
oftentimes God plants seeds in us that we don't actually get to bear the fruit in our lives Mm -hmm. for many years. Mm -hmm. So your passion and your, the seed that was planted in you for Africa, who knows what 10 years down the road that looks like or what it means. It might be that he goes, remember that seed I planted in your heart? Guess what? Now we get to deal with that. Now we get to water that. Now we get to see that come out, that dream come alive in your life because you've been faithful in all of this. Mm -hmm. That's really where a little bit of where we're at now. I mean, for years I've prayed that Nick and I could go together. I, I haven't been back for five years. Mm -hmm. Like, God, that's my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be invested in these people, but I've got these responsibilities at home. And and it was through the Lord. I mean, just his timing. Oh, mm. He's so good. And that has been a confirmation, though, this year of um, it is a season. Yeah. yeah, this season was four years long. You know, mm-hmm. Nick and I didn't go for four years. Mm-hmm. but Or five years, I guess, since I had been last. But it was a season, mm-hmm. and he is doing something. Yeah. So you can trust it. And that is what he had done. And now we got to go together and it was his perfect timing. It yeah. was with the perfect mm-hmm. people. It was just like. Strengthen your marriage. Yes. And yeah. now I'm the same way too of like, you want it. It's my personality too to like want things to be better, want them yeah. to be bigger mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and greater, mm-hmm. but understanding. Yeah. It, maybe they will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's not right now, that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, maybe if it's like, I want to move there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now our family's called to, mi- to be missionaries right. and things like that. Right. I'm not necessarily saying that, but say that's how I felt right, right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And thinking this was the first step. Now let's move on to the yeah. next. Like you were just saying, maybe 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. And I'm just now starting mm-hmm. to be okay with things yeah. like that of saying, okay, they'll take time. Yeah. So we literally, right before you interviewed someone who works with 20 somethings, that's his job. That's his whole life. Um, he's raising his own kiddos. He's got five, but he said something and I thought it was so good. He said, your twenties are meant to take a decade. And so often we want to rush it, don't we? We want to get into the place that's next without walking that path. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's so good for all of us in any season. Yeah. And I just told, it's actually somebody, you know, a mutual friend. I just told her the other day, I think she's your age. I said, you know, I really don't feel like I even could settle on what I'm best at until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost 40. You said that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I I've so, heard you say that yeah. before. That's an inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I can remember being 37 ish, yes. 36, 37, 38 even and going, Oh, this is where I rest. Mm-hmm. This is where I feel fulfilled the most. Like mm-hmm. this is where I love in, in the book that we were talking about earlier, ready or not um, by Drew Moser. He said, sometimes your, your vocation or your calling, you know, it's this beautiful idea of where the world's um, where your deepest pleasure meets the world's deepest need. Yeah. And like, I feel like I found that I might've butchered that a little bit. So I'm sorry to the, whoever quoted that and said that, but <laughs> um, you get the idea, but I feel like, you know, all those years, I did have a pretty good handle on the fact that I was called to serve God and I was called to serve people. Um, but then I didn't really find my niche, if you will, until, and I think it was because of my faithfulness that God then allowed that to come forth because I was willing to walk through all these other things that, you know, I I loved being in kids ministry. I really did, but I don't think it's where I was best. I loved helping lead worship, um, not singing, but the backside of it. The production um, side at of our, it. At our church for years, you know, it's not what I was most what I was most talented at. Um, but just over those many years of being faithful, you know, as mm-hmm. a 37-year-old, I went, mm-hmm. oh, God, this is where you have me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So take heart. Okay, so we have used up our whole hour. Can you believe it? No, it went so quick. Here I was, so nervous, and I could just keep chatting all day. I just glanced at the clock and went, you're kidding me. I know, we told you, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like sitting down and having a chat. So I do want to ask you one question really quick. Um, You know, if you, you've talked about being 25, but if you could go back five years and you're 20, okay? You're not married yet. (laughs) What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Yeah, that's so good. I I struggle with that because I don't think I look back on myself with a ton of grace. Mm-hmm. I think when I look back on like 20-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old, I'm like, ugh, so immature, so unwise, mm-hmm. so Aren't all those all? things, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I think I'm now so mature and mm-hmm. so wise. It's just yeah. experience. I've mm-hmm. had more experience now. Yeah. So I think 
I would say the same thing I would say to myself yesterday. Hmm. You know, like yesterday I was less, I was younger, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say, or like less mature, less experienced, whatever. And kind of just like my goal now is keep it vertical. Yeah. And so I have this verse, let me look it up, um, of what I would encourage myself to keep. Um, Colossians 3, 1 through 2, it says, if then you've been raised with Christ, which I have, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have accepted that. Lord, you yeah. have taken me from the pit of hell and you've you've raised me thank you mm-hmm. you've given me this life seek the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god so it's like seek things that are above but also to see christ yes where christ is like put yourself in that presence experience that love and set your minds on things that are above not the things that are on the mm-hmm. earth because my personality is a little bit of like to can get real little picture, mm-hmm. real here and now. Mm-hmm. But immediately when I take it to that big picture, when I take it to that vertical, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is happening now and it's a season five years from now even, mm-hmm. it's going to look so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten days from now. I mean, in my life right now, mm-hmm. like day by day yes. is different. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, thinking that big picture, keeping that eyes up, Mm-hmm. go vertical with mm-hmm. it my my husband and I even when we're in a fight mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so patient mm. god bless him he is so patient and forgiving he's the first to say sorry mm-hmm. yeah and something that he has shifted into is saying how can we make even this a moment of grace mm-hmm. a moment of ministry mm-hmm. how can we take that vertical mm-hmm. and immediately you're just like so stupid. Why am I arguing about the dishwasher? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I'm still maybe mad about it. It's yeah. not that. It's not like yeah. it makes everything better. Yeah. But it gives you this bigger picture of like, we're not falling apart. That's right. Because of this dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know that we've actually ever thought about the dishwasher, but you know, just like yeah. something like yeah. that. That's yes. like a day to day, like it can seem really big. Yes. Right. But when you set your mind on the things above, specifically mm-hmm. in our marriage, when we set our mind on what God has called us mm-hmm. to individually, we are unified. Yeah. And so that would be my encouragement to myself. And how do you explain that to a 15-year-old or a 20-year-old who, I wouldn't say that I didn't do that when I was 20, mm-hmm. but just keep going after it then. Yeah. Right? And then you're going to have this, even you guys 10, 15 years older than me, mm-hmm. you're saying the same thing. Right. But you've experienced it now in different ways. Right. And so just keep, that's what I would tell myself is. Yeah. Set your mind on the things above, not on these of earth. It's not as simple yeah. as saying, don't worry about those girls that are making fun. No, like that's a real thing. Yeah. Okay. Deal with that now. Yeah. It's not that. It's not dismissing the things mm-hmm. of the earth. It's okay. just taking them with this vertical perspective. Yeah. Girl, I see something in your future. Yeah. Something, something yeah. that gives you a platform consistently for your voice to be an encouragement to other people because yeah. you have that heart, you have that mm-hmm. ability to speak and communicate such good truths. Um, yeah. In such a humble way. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And I think what I'm hearing, the overarching theme of this hour's conversation is the verse that says the steps of the righteous are directed by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that I'm hearing that come out of your heart is you know, God, like what is next? And I think that's okay to be excited about mm-hmm. what is that next step. It's, it's not a discontentment in the mm-hmm. step you're in now. It's that excitement for, man, there is more for me mm-hmm. in my walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're listening to Kelsey and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm 25 and I don't have any of this together that she has mm-hmm. together. Um, I think take her, her words to heart and truly like eyes on Jesus, yeah. which means open his word and start just believing the promises within his word and watch that come to life. Mm -hmm. And I love too that Kelsey, you talked about a podcast that you were listening to and other people that spoke into your life and a sermon you were listening to, like you're obviously investing, Mm -hmm. you're putting the work in, you're, you're taking the steps. People Mm -hmm. want this, this um, outcome, but they haven't put any of the work into it. And Mm -hmm. we say that over and over and over on here. Like it does, it takes hard work. It takes you getting out there and, and, and finding things that will help you grow or people, yeah. That will help you grow. Yeah. So, well, Heather, this has been such a fun hour. I know. Thank it's you so, so much, encouraging Kelsey, for being here with us. Thanks, girls. <laughs> it's fun to have you. Thank you. So fun. Well, if you're listening and you want to reach out to Kelsey, Kelsey, is that okay? We'll tag you 
in our Instagram. Absolutely. Yep. If you've got specific questions, reach out to Kelsey and just ask um, about some of the things she mentioned. You also can reach out to Heather and myself. You can find us on Instagram. As always, we'll pray for you. Can yes, I say something Heather. about that? So I think we say that all the time and yeah. we do have people that, that reach out, but I think there are a lot more that don't Yeah, because mm-hmm. they feel like, oh, they're not, they're, they're not touchable mm-hmm. or maybe they won't respond and then I'll look foolish. Mm-hmm. We will respond. Yep. I promise you, yep. we respond to every mm-hmm. single message that we get, every single Facebook message, Instagram message, yeah. um, every comment. Here's the thing. It might not be in two seconds right. because we are busy moms and we have busy lives and it might take us a week even yeah. to get back to you, but we will get back to you. And mm-hmm. that is the beauty of this is that we, this is an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. This isn't just people that get to sit across from us and be on air and be on the podcast, but we have these amazing conversations with people mm-hmm. over Instagram messenger. Um, so if you've been like, Oh, I really wish I could talk to them or I wish I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with them, reach out to us because yeah. we will respond. And it's how we found some of our guests. That's right. Is people that have reached out, have shared their stories and we've gone, we want you on You're our show. Guest. Yeah. So don't yeah. be intimidated. Don't be afraid. We're very normal women with, you know, me doing life. Kelsey I mean, said we were celebrities. Yeah. But Speaking from number one fangirl over here, <laughs> like I have reached yeah, out to you. you. I remember even a year ago saying, I do want to get into the word. What do I do? And you guys responded back to that. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a part of my story. And I remember one time saying, like, you guys need to talk more about this. Mm-hmm. And you did. Yeah. You did a chat on it. Yeah. And so you do. You listen. Girl, we chatted because you asked us to. Exactly. Yeah. I did, though. That's it was, right. like, over this yeah. specific topic. And I was like, hey, that was that me. That was me. Yeah. You're like, this one girl. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> irony. <laughs> that was me. Kids, I'm famous. Oh, I love it. You're so awesome. I so you're right. It. You're true. Or you're yes. speaking truth. This yes. is what you do. Yes, we do. We want to hear from you. The other thing that would mean so much to us, we say it over and over, um, and I know it's, it's hard people forget. Mm -hmm. They turn off the podcast and they forget. But go on iTunes and hit the stars. And you were cracking me up, Heidi, because you were talking about how you tried to leave one on someone else's and you were trying to hit like the first star and then the second star. If you hit the first star, you're going to give them a one-star review. Well, that's what it did. It it was like, thank you submitting your one-star review. I was like, no, 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 backspace, backspace. (laughs) You have to hit the the fifth star and it fills all of them in automatically. So my husband is the IT guy in our family, not myself. Yeah. So go on iTunes. You can actually do it on your podcast app. If you scroll past our episodes, it says right there, it shows the stars. You hit the number five star. Hopefully if you like, like us number five stars worth, and then, um, leave a review. It's really easy. And that is one. It does encourage us. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone needs encouragement. It's biblical, Yeah. but it also helps other people find the show and get encouraged and hear other people's ordinary stories. So So good. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk with you next time.